Recorded live. Hello and welcome. Welcome to one of the most controversial shows across the nation, The Truth Unleashed, the Spanish Development Show, recorded live. Uh, this is your Spanish Javier Development Show host, Professor Solange Martinez. Again, this is your Spanish Harriet Tuffman Show host, Professor Martinez. Welcome one more time to one of the most controversial shows across the nation, The Truth Unleashed, the Spanish Harriet Tuffman Show recorded live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday to Friday. And that's every night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And that is, of course, pending persecution act and hate crimes against myself as well as against my elderly disabled mother, Luisa Oyasun, because of my Christian activism against the assassination of American citizens and legal residents after their identities and government benefits have been stolen and sold illegal by the four agencies that I have researched during the last 18 years, and I have done investigative work on. These are the SSA, the DSS, the CMS, the DOJ, and the State Department of Health. These are the five uh, agencies taken over in the nation by the organized crime and its syndicate. And the reason why uh, it has been, they have been taken over uh, is that um, the trafficking of activities and government benefits is a very lucrative business, personal business, done uh, with no capital. Uh, the capital comes from the taxpayers' uh, money, yours and mine, in the United States government Federal Reserve Act. So these uh, five agencies have commissioners or supervisors and these commissioners steal these taxpayers' money and steal uh, billions and trillions of dollars from the Federal Reserve Account, our Federal Reserve Account, and then invest it uh, and get uh, hundreds of uh, millions of dollars. And the way they do it is they steal and sell the identities and government benefits of citizens and legal residents. Once they have the identity, they process the uh, paperwork for their government benefits, steal their government benefits, sell them to illegals, and then dispose of the citizens and legal residents or assassinate them, in other words. So because of my uh, research, I have been falsely arrested and illegally incarcerated four times by uh, the commissioners uh, that are in charge uh, of this 
trafficking of identities and government benefits. And um, they have tried to assassinate me and my elderly disabled mother countless times. Uh, they are already born uh, with so many assassination attempts uh, that have failed. And it, they have failed uh, because of the almighty hand of God. That's the only reason. Uh, and uh, these commissioners uh, from SSA, DSS, CMS, the DOJ, these commissioners and supervisors, and um, the State Department of Health are tired of dealing with me and dealing with my mother uh, and me denouncing them because it puts them in jeopardy and they can go to jail for many years. So this is uh, the reason why they uh, have sent assassins after me uh, countless times and after my elderly disabled mother. This is also the reason why they have taken away uh, any um, government or any medical care for me or for my elderly disabled mother. Uh, and this is why I say to you, uh, pending persecution acts against my person as well as against my elderly disabled mother who is dying of cancer due to a lack of medical care and medication, I will be with you every night at 7 p.m. Standard Time, Monday through Friday. And these persecution acts are uh, false arrest, which I have been the victim of uh, four times, uh, rape uh, uh, sent by, um, done by people sent by uh, the aforementioned commissioners and organized crime, uh, who are organized crime members and working as commissioners in our government. And um, but the trust passing uh, of the DOJ employees sent by the organized, this organized crime uh, and um, its network. And uh, the trespassing uh, goes with uh, terrorizing my elderly disabled mother uh, and myself. Uh, comes with uh, stealing or um, embezzlement of our property by the DOJ employees uh, with any scheme that they can come up um, and um, not only embezzlement of property uh, but also um, criminal mischief against our property by the DOJ employees sent by the organized crime members engaging in the trafficking of identities and government benefits. Uh, the commissioners from the D DSS, SSA, CMS, uh, the supervisors of the DOJ and the uh, State Department of Health. So um, they are not happy with me at all, uh, and this is why I have become an endangered person in the United States as well as my mother. Uh, so this is why I say pending persecution acts and hate crimes against us, I will be with you every night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, these persecution acts uh, do not, uh, are not limited by any means to the aforementioned. Uh, they uh, come with threatening calls uh, from um, the commissioners of um, the Social Security Administration Office as well as the Department of Social Services. And the calls uh, sometimes say, and I quote, we will not leave you alone. Uh, and this was after I reported their trafficking, their both trafficking uh, with the set identities and government benefits. So I received this call, uh, we have received, my mother and I, call 
example, from uh, the Department of Social Services uh, agency, fraudulent agency that we reported adult protective service. And after we reported this agency, um, the organized crime members working as commissioners of SSA and DSS, uh, the SSA is the Social Security Administration Office, and CMS sent um, people to falsely arrest me and illegally incarcerate me and assassinate me in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, which is infested with the traffic of identities and government benefits. So I was to be assassinated uh, on or around the 21st of um, May of 2017 at 185 Exchange Boulevard, Rochester, New York, which is a jail where they took me uh, after uh, an attorney called Paul Riordan, posting as a judge, uh, ordered, uh, issued an order, uh, um, a court order against me uh, on or around the 2nd of May 2017. Two days later, he uh, issued an arrest warrant for me because I was not supposed to, in the first uh, order that he issued, this lawyer, as a, as, a, as a judge, Paul Riordan, in the first order against me, uh, he said that I could not practice uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, or freedom of press in this country, in the United States, in any state in the United States. And he issued that court order in the local Rochester um, family uh, court, uh, which is a lower court. And as you know, uh, a lower court cannot uh, issue a federal court order, uh, and it cannot issue a court order against anybody in the United States for practicing freedom of speech and freedom of religion or freedom of press, because that's unconstitutional. So that person is in violation of U.S. law. Uh, so, but he didn't care because he was not really a judge. He was uh, a lawyer, or he is a lawyer posing as a as a judge. From um, everything that he did at the inicio was illegal. So that's why the illegalities uh, kept on, and they tried to uh, put me in jail by. Uh, um, arresting me and then uh, telling me that um, I had to go to court because I violated a court order and that was a criminal offense. What they did not say <laughs> was that the person who issued the court order was not a judge, was a lawyer posing as a judge, which is a criminal offense punishable by disbarment, immediate disbarment after the prosecution uh, and the stripping of his um, job and, and then the prosecution. So first he was supposed to be prosecuted for posing as a judge uh, and then his job um, was supposed to be uh, taken away immediately and he was supposed to be disbarred immediately but he wasn't and this happened to uh, Rwanda Crawford uh, in Chicago. She was another attorney who posed as a judge and uh, she was disbarred, she was prosecuted for it, and she, would, she was put in jail after losing her, her job. But do you think that this happened to uh, attorney, court attorney, um, Paul Riordan? No, it did not happen. He's uh, alive and well, getting uh, more than $179,000 a year uh, in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, falsifying uh, 
DNA records for paternity tests, tests and falsifying uh, court records and committing court fraud with um, George John B. Gallagher, uh, who is his supervisor and who was uh, who was the one who ordered him to pose as a judge and issued the first unconstitutional court order against me and to have me arrested at about 8.30 in the morning, the same day that I was supposed to do a show as a guest speaker uh, for um, um, the seeking of identities and government benefits. So um, that very same day, I was not to uh, continue to do any talking about the set uh, theme because uh, I was supposed to be assassinated. So when they took me to the jail to assassinate me, they, they put me in a, a, a cell for mentally ill uh, people. And the, what they were going to do, they were going to say, well, she was mentally ill. They were going to falsify uh, records because that's what they do. They don't know how to do anything else <laughs> but falsify uh, records, school records, college records, um, court records, medical records. And you would think that this is something serious here that, that in the United States, that you would be prosecuted and thrown in jail for that. Uh, you would uh, if you were not a government employee. But if you are a government employee, then they apply another constitution, not the one that we have, um, because we have a dual constitution according to the organized crime. So if you and I uh, went to court and falsified court records and say, you know, uh, we uh, signed up as a lawyer and we post as a lawyer, then you and I would be arrested upon uh, re the reporting of that. We would be uh, prosecuted and would be we would be given jail time. This uh, attorney, Paul Riordan, uh, at 99 Exchange Boulevard in Rochester, New York, did just that, while Rhonda Crawford in Chicago was prosecuted, lost her license uh, as an attorney, and was put in jail after losing her job. Uh, Paul Riordan is alive and well and very well stuffing himself uh, inside a courtroom uh, and practicing uh, making uh, the, uh, being a judge without being a judge. So this is uh, in the situation that we have in our country with the organized crime. And that's why I say pending persecution act and um, retaliation act against my elderly disabled mother who is dying of cancer or myself. Um, the calls uh, 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 that uh, they have made uh, to us uh, do not stop at uh, telling us, oh, we will not leave you alone. Uh, that means that they're going to persecute, and persecute us and hunt us down until they kill us. Uh, that's what the organized crime uh, uh, does. Uh, and when they say that, that's what they mean, because I have uh, interviewed many people uh, and they have told me that and also um, when they call you and, and uh, tell you that uh, they really mean it so according to my 18 years research regarding the set trafficking of identities and government benefits and the assassination of American citizens these people uh, are very angry at me and they are after uh, but uh, I am with God and I'm going to continue uh, my work with uh, God, because he wants me to continue to do it, and I will continue to do it until he decides to call me before him, uh, not the organized crime. 
So I will continue to do my job. I, I also received calls, and my mother received calls saying that we have a reserved place in the local cemetery for us and anybody uh, who helps us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so those are the calls that DSS uh, and SSA commissioners have their supervisees uh, do to uh, in regard to what I do, Christian activism. Uh, so and uh, the uh, the supervisees uh, or the uh, commissioners that I'm talking about are Diana Dean uh, in Livingston County, DSS commissioner Diana Dean, uh, and these are all within the state of New York. Um, Monroe County Commissioner uh, and Organized Crime members, member as Diana Dean, excuse me, uh, Corinda Crossdale, DSS Commissioner and Organized Crime member, Kevin McGuire in Westchester County, and um, SSA or Social Security Administration Commissioner, Nancy Berry Hill, uh, which is the U.S interim or temporary commissioner of the Social Security Administration and a very dangerous trafficker of identity and government benefits, uh, ruthless to the bone. Uh, also, New York State, Livingston County, and Livingston County Sheriff and Organized Crime member, Thomas Doherty, the better known as the women batterer and the disabled elderly people terminator because once uh, the organized crime network or the syndicate within the organized crime sends him after women uh, because he doesn't like to deal with men too much, sends uh, him after women and elderly people, he terminates. Uh, them sent his deputies to go to the persons, the elderly persons' home, and shoot them down. Um, they do. They use different schemes. They um, first they they can knock at your door and say, "Oh, I'm here because I'm the police. Somebody called about you, and I want to speak with you." Uh, but if you open your door, you're done. They will shoot you down, and nobody will say anything because when they do that. Is because they have talked about uh, this with all the people around you, so nobody will say anything. So if you open that door, it will be the last door you open. So this is one of the schemes that uh, organized crime member and sheriff uh, of New York State in Livingston County, Thomas Doherty, uh, uses to eliminate elderly disabled citizens and women. Uh, or they can go and knock at your door and say, well, uh, somebody they will not tell you the name because it's a scheme. Uh, nobody did call in reality. Or they have an organized crime member call, uh, and so they can have the, the call recorded, and they can make it real. And they can say, well, uh, you drive, right? Yeah, you just uh, hit somebody or uh, you almost hit somebody or something like that. And they will tell you, well, uh, they gave, gave me your license plate. And, I, and you will tell them, well, if they gave you my license plate, how, how come they had time to write down my license plate and they didn't have time to take a picture, uh, a three-second picture or a, a, a ten-second um, video with their uh, cell phone number, with, the, with their cell phone cameras? See? And, and they would be like, ah, oh. 
So these are the different schemes used by organized crime member um, and sheriff of Livingston County in New York, uh, Thomas Forty. When he sends his deputies to you, is because he has the okay of the syndicate within the organized crime network. So uh, if it uh, if they kill you, they can say, well, I thought that she was uh, getting a gun, or I thought she was getting uh, she was going to kill me, or, or she jumped on me, or or she was disarming me, or she wanted to whatever. But they will have a scheme uh, under their, their sleeve with, uh, about uh, your assassination. So do not pin that door. That's why he's called the women batterer uh, because he, he only goes after uh, women, uh, as I understand it, and the disabled um, elderly citizens terminator. So uh, this is what I refer to when I say uh, uh, hate crimes and persecution against my person for being a Christian, conservative, Hispanic, activist uh, that uh, goes against the organized crime uh, trafficking of identities and government benefits. And um, as I said before, the uh, crimes like my elderly disabled mother and myself are not only uh, threatening calls, banging at our doors, trespassing our properties, uh, and um, breaking an entry into our home when we are not at home, as well as when we are at home and threatening threatening us uh, and uh, robbing us, uh, because when they send the local DOJ employees uh, with the um, Department of Social Services uh, employees and the, Department and the Social Security Administration offices employees, they uh, pick and choose what they're going to rob, uh, what they're going to steal when they go to your home and they steal it, and that's about it. And uh, where, where are you going to do the police report? <laughs> the police report uh, is not going to be done for you because the police is doing this. Uh, so they trespass, they break an entry, an entry into your home. Uh, they also, uh, when you're there and when you're not, they break down your door, uh, they terrorize the civilians. Uh, this is what they do with about 50 million American citizens and legal residents in the United States, according to my 18 years research. And they have the, the American people have reported this to the Inspector General's Office, the Attorney General's Office, the um, local state and federal police, which is uh, the um, U.S. Marshal, the local police, the police, the FBI, um, and the U.S. Attorney uh, Office. And um, these um, victims of the said organized crime do not get any help whatsoever because most of the people involved in the aforementioned agencies, local, state, and federal, are involved in the trafficking of identities and government benefits. Why? Because it gives them a lot of money under the table. And uh, when they, uh, as you know, when they enroll people in these agencies, uh, in the department um, social services, the Social Security Administration Office, the court system, the DOJ employees, they enroll people who are criminals, uh, rapists, uh, robbers, and uh, lock pickers, or, or uh, however you call it, 
And people who, if they are supposed to go and assassinate somebody, they will not hesitate because they are criminals. They are being uh, put into our government positions, uh, and they have high salaries that they will never get if they um, went to apply for uh, this job uh, because of their abilities, not because of their connections with the organized crime network. So they get people who per perhaps map the floor. Uh, I've seen police officers who were um, working as cleaning ladies and uh, as cleaning um, people, and then all of a sudden uh, they are they jump from five a fifteen dollar an hour to a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So of course, uh, and this was one of the uh, pol female police officers that participated in my false arrest. She used to work in Andover Soba Cuban Rehab Center uh, as cleaning the toilets or cleaning the um, the hallways. And then all of a sudden she was a police officer and she was uh, earning a lot of money. And I uh, spoke to this person. I know this person. Um, uh, and I investigated uh, because I investigated her. And I know for a fact that she could not write a paragraph. So for a person who cannot write a paragraph correctly, to be given a, a salary of $150,000 a year or, or $100,000 a year uh, is a lot. So that person, of course, she said, oh, we have to go and, and falsely arrest this college professor. No problem. You want me to kill her? No problem. Because they enroll people who are criminals and who uh, would never get a high-paying job uh, if they if it wasn't uh, through their connection, their criminal connections. So this is the reason why uh, a lot of us, uh, activists and non-activists, are falsely arrested, illegally incarcerated, and tortured in jail. And of course, uh, I was arrested in um, Morristown, New Jersey, uh, the first time. Uh, the person, the organized crime member who sent for uh, my false arrest, who ordered my false arrest and my elderly disabled mothers was a uh, organized crime member in George Soccer Tarrett, uh, who uh, was uh, engaging in the trafficking of identities and government benefits. And I reported her uh, for that and for wanting to steal my mother's home and my home in New Jersey at 54B East Blackwell Street, uh, Dover, New Jersey. And she ended up stealing the, the home from us. So you can check the court, you will find uh, that I'm speaking the truth. And after I reported her, all of a sudden I was being falsely arrested. When I went to pick up uh, uh, the deed of my house at 54B East Blackpool Street, Dover, New Jersey. She also uh, did two divorces, for one for my mother and another one for my mother's ex-husband and his mistress. So when we went to an attorney, he said, "Your mother is already divorced. Why do you want? Uh, why does she want to get divorced?" Uh, and we told him, "Well, the judge Barbara Sokasari is doing uh, her divorce." And he said, "She's already divorced." Uh, so she did two divorces: one for my mother, <laughs> and another one for her husband, ex-husband, and his mistress. Uh, and uh, his mistress, of course, was an illegal alien. Uh, my mother's ex-husband used to be an illegal alien before she he met her and she 
filed a petition for him. Uh, and then, uh, of course, he divorced her because he only used her to get the green card. Uh, so after uh, Barbara Soccer arrest, after I reported her, she ordered my false arrest, and she ordered me gang raped by a group of uh, organized crime members working as police officers in Morristown, New Jersey, in the county of Morris. Uh, she also uh, had her staff and friends uh, and prosecutor falsify uh, records, so they um, committed court fraud, uh, which never expires, so they can be prosecuted for this anytime if I'm still alive. So that gives them a motive, me an opportunity to kill me. Uh, so they uh, wrote on, on they uh, falsified the court papers and said that I declared myself guilty of uh, disorderly conduct because they didn't have any evidence. And when I asked for the tape uh, of the security camera where my elderly disabled mother was falsely arrested because of disorderly conduct, they refused to give us the tape. They refused to have a trial uh, by jury, and they refused to transfer the case to another county because they didn't have any evidence. And the uh, connections and the friends and acquaintances that did the court fraud, committed the court fraud and falsely arrested us and uh, wrote that we declared ourselves guilty of disorderly conduct were her friends. So that's why they did not uh, come up with the dream of any prosecutor to have a, a crime committed in cam during uh, the recording of a camera. Uh, so because there was no crime committed, they refused to play the, the uh, security camera tape because uh, it would show that there was no crime committed. So they falsified the court record and say that we uh, declared ourselves guilty. And uh, the problem with that is that uh, when you declare yourself guilty in a court of law in the United States, they have to videotape you saying, um, yes, they will ask you, do you declare yourself guilty? You, would, you, you have to say yes. They will also ask you, so you, ex uh, uh, so you, you are not being coerced into declaring yourself guilty. You have to say no. Uh, because if you say yes, then it, it, the, uh, you cannot do so. You cannot continue declaring yourself guilty, and it will be nullified. So after they ask you um, if you declare yourself guilty and you say yeah, they, yes, they will ask you, uh, do you, um, is somebody coercing you or forcing you to declare yourself guilty? You have to say no. Then they will ask you, so you uh, attest that all the police officers involved in your arrest acted lawfully and did not violate any law, and you have to say yes. Otherwise, they cannot, the court legally cannot accept your guilty plea, or you're, you're declaring yourself guilty. And the problem with that is that they don't have that tape of me and my mother, because that never happened. So they have a problem now, because they, put on, they wrote on paper that we declared ourselves guilty. So if any noisy news reporter, news producer, investigative news, um, reporter or a news director of, or a government official or any government official uh, that is against the trafficking of identities and government benefits ask for this tape supposedly of our declaring of ourselves uh, of our declaring ourselves guilty 
they won't have it because that never happened. Another thing that they, another problem they have in New Jersey, in Morristown, um, where we were falsely arrested, is that uh, they're going to, if they ask them for evidence uh, uh, of the, the disorderly conduct, if they say, well, you know, they committed disorderly conduct according to what you're saying, when they went to get the deed of Professor Martinez's home at three four uh, at I'm sorry at five four B East Blackwell Street, Dover, New Jersey, we want to say we want to see that video. Give us that video because the court is infested with a video camera, and that's a court building. So in the Department of Building, uh, you have cameras everywhere. So when they ask for that video, they won't have it because that never happened. That's why they didn't want to play it in court. The the prosecutor never wanted to play it play it in court because it would it would show that they went and falsely arrested us uh, of uh, uh, when we committed no crime. Just like the the two black uh, African Americans uh, uh, African Americans uh, gentlemen that were uh, arrested in a Starbucks or uh, at a coffee place. Um, uh, that they asked to go, they asked to to be let, uh, they asked, you know, to use the bathroom, and they told them no, that they had to, they had to buy something. They didn't buy anything, and uh, they were asked to leave because they didn't buy anything, uh, and they couldn't use the bathroom. I don't know what the story was really, but um, the problem was that they were arrested and they committed no crime. So the same uh, idea, we were arrested uh, not because we had uh, committed no crime, but because somebody ordered our false arrest, uh, a member of the judicial system, using and abusing her position as a judge, ordered her friend, the sheriff of Morristown, New Jersey, to falsely arrest my elderly disabled mother and try to strangle her and throw away the medication, uh, her epilepsy medication, after he provoked an epilepsy seizure on her by antagonizing her and if they show that video of that security camera it will show that that's why they didn't want to show the video so when uh, police uh, i mean when the news reporters that we got uh, went to ask for the video and to ask for evidence about uh, our arrest they threatened the news reporters and told them uh, that uh, they needed to leave uh, the premises, and they were on public ground. And they also said uh, that if they valued uh, something along the lines that uh, if they valued their lives, uh, they would not uh, show the story. So they put, they showed, they told us, uh, you know, take care of you and uh, survive and protect yourself because we are going to protect ourselves. But we will show the story. So they showed the story uh, on the six o'clock news, and then at eleven o'clock at night also. Uh, and after that, they released the the uh, deed of my home at four five B East Blackwell Street, Dover, New Jersey. Uh, that they told me that they couldn't release for me. So they gave it, gave it to me within two days, uh, and then they called me the court. Um, what was Joan? Her name was Joan. The court uh, clerk uh, called me and, and they, they said the police officers who uh, w involved in our in our false arrest 
said that the court clerk called the police because we were engaging in disorderly conduct, and that's why they arrested us with no evidence whatsoever. And then the court clerk called me after the the, uh, the story showed on TV, uh, on the news, and told me that she never did that. Uh, she did not call the police, and she did not tell uh, the police that we were engaging in disorderly conduct. So um, the... They, first they say something, then they say something else, then, you know, the, the, the story kept changing. But um, they have filled the records. So I hereby give permission to, to any news reporters, investigative news reporters, news producer, news producer or a government official to get my record um, because it has not been sealed and it should be public records and my mother's records because my mother uh, also gives permission. And you can call us here anytime at 347-721-9255 or my cell phone number, 914-619-8362. Uh, so if you want to get those records and they tell you that uh, they are sealed, you can call us and we, 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 we will pass disclosure for you. Uh, so, as I understand that they don't feel that, but then two uh, subsequent false arrests, uh, not of my mother, but of myself, because they saw that my mother uh, was very chronically ill, and uh, they say, well, the, woman, the elderly woman can die, and if she dies doing a false arrest, then uh, the money under the table that we get, which is about $500 under the table, uh, it's not going to be enough uh, to deal with the news and, and the lawyers and the lawsuit and everything. So they haven't falsely arrested my mother ever since. Because the news reporter um, that uh, aired the story showed all the 19 different medications that my mother was taking. Because what uh, another thing that they falsified in this court in Morristown was my mother's condition, health condition. They say that she was not epileptic, that she was not chronically ill, that she was perfectly fine and healthy, and my mother had epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, osteoporosis, two leaking heart valves, a severe back injury, <clears throat> two um, uh, accidents uh, where her spine uh, the, was divided in two and they had to put it together, back together. Uh, she also had um, uh, tumors uh, in her thyroid glands. Uh, she all had, um, besides the three stomach ulcers, she had uh, two cancer operations. Uh, she also had um, a, a tumors in her left breast, uh, and she had other problems, other physical problems. So they uh, falsified the records uh, in that aspect also and said that she was perfectly healthy. Of course, they had to say that because uh, the camera, the security camera, showed uh, the police officers antagonizing her and provoking her an epileptic seizure. And for that, they could uh, lose the, their um, pension. They could be fired, lose uh, pension uh, because of writing a false police report. Uh, and the, after they are fired, uh, that was grounds uh, to take the pension away. Okay, so the sheriff, I understand, has um, retired, so his pension would not uh, be so easy to take away. 
but the, the woman that used to clean um, the toilets in the Andover nesting homes um, and became a police officer uh, through the organized crime uh, that participated in my false arrest, I don't think she has uh, retired because it's been 18 years. They can retire at 20 years. Uh, so she still uh, has two more years to go. And if she gets caught uh, with my false arrest, and I'm sure many others that she has done, because I was not going to be the only one that the organized crime members uh, were going to order her to do, if she gets caught uh, on time before she retires, they can they can fire her and take pension away. So we still have two, two years. Uh, so let's hope and pray that she makes a mistake, falsely arrests somebody, and then she gets caught and they find my case also, my mother's case. But uh, with the other, those, those records, uh, the uh, false arrest records, are still available in public records in uh, New Jersey, South New Jersey. So anybody, as I understand it, can go and get them. Uh, and you don't need my permission. But the uh, three uh, uh, subsequent false arrests, two uh, by uh, New York City uh, Police Precinct 34th and 33rd in Manhattan. New York City, Manhattan. Those two false arrests against me, not against my mother, against me, uh, those records uh, are uh, were sealed uh, because there was no crime committed. Um, somebody, uh, as I understand it, uh, and I investigated, somebody paid uh, for one of them $500 for the first one to have me falsely arrested. Uh, uh, they paid it to uh, detective, police de detective de los Sandro, who is known for doing jobs like that, like false arrest jobs under the table and getting money under the table for them. Uh, and the price is $500. Uh, De Los Sandro, after I contacted some news reporters and investigated news reporters, he was quickly transferred uh, from uh, police precinct 34 uh, to another secret place that I could not find out. But he was, he was the one who was paid the $500 for that false arrest. Then the next false arrest was paid by um, Rock Lord, Serge Vasquez, who is in um, many identities, and one of them is Sergio Kilmanoix. Uh, he does money laundering. Uh, he, what he does is he sells drugs. He has people selling drugs in front of 712 West 176th Street, uh, New York, New York, 133, 30, uh, 32, excuse me. And uh, in front of that uh, store, what he does is he um, masquerades his drug business, the real estate business, which uh, which a lot of drug dealers do. But since he's a drug lord, he uh, controls police precinct, uh, corrupt police precinct 34 and 33rd, who are known by uh, for, for corruption. And the police captains there do whatever he tells them to do. Uh, so he, uh, I don't know how, how much he paid for my uh, false, arrest, my third fourth arrest by police um, 30, I mean police precinct 33, 33rd, excuse me, but uh, as I understand it and according to my investigative work, he paid um, uh, the police uh, precinct 33rd, a captain, 
um, Dolly. His name was Captain Dolly. And then he, in turn, gives him, uh, gives his uh, uh, supervisees uh, some of the money that he gets for each false arrest. That's how, that's what I, I could find out. And during the false arrest, they get documents, they fingerprint you, and they get documents so they can uh, continue to sell your identities. And then since they have your fingerprints, there is no problem because they sell your identity not only with your social security number and your date of birth, but they have your fingerprints and they sell them with that. Uh, so that helps the trafficking of children and uh, women uh, and, and uh, uh, trafficking of people around the country for the purpose of um, uh, sex slavery. So what they do is they sell these uh, fingerprints uh, and uh, social security numbers and the names and personal identifiable information of the, the, the people. And um, when they uh, snatch uh, young women or uh, young men uh, to sell them as sex slaves in the different motels around the country and outside of the United States also, they use uh, these um, stolen uh, identities uh, through the stolen through these uh, false arrest schemes and also through the um, Social Security Administration Office because they have access to all of our uh, citizens and legal residents' uh, social security numbers and identities um, information. They also do it through the DSS, the Department of Social Services. So the Trafficking of Citizens' Identities and Government Benefits Network um, has a syndicate. The syndicate decides uh, how each a government um, employee that they place in the specific government position to serve the syndicate within the uh, organized crime network, um, that syndicate decides what the person is going to do once they join the organized crime uh, network. You follow? So if they have a police captain there, they tell, they tell the captain, well, we need um, 25 identities of women, or we need 20 identities of men, because we're selling these um, identities to traffickers of, uh, to human traffickers, for the purpose of uh, sex slavery. So we need those um, profiles, uh, and we need also the fingerprints. So they sell them like that. The Department of Social Services also sells 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 the identities. The Social Security Administration offices also sells sells the identities. And who sells these identities? The commissioners assigned or um, given the job uh, at the SSA, DSS, CMS, uh, the supervisors of the DOJ, and the the um, State Department of Health. Because when you uh, apply for insurance or uh, after they steal your identity and uh, credentials and sell them, uh, you become indigent because you cannot get a job because they will send gang stalkers that are paid uh, $650 per week uh, to gang stalk you and to follow you everywhere to tell them where you go to get a job or where you go to apply for a job or um, who you associate with uh, so they can call them and threatening, threaten them or uh, offer them money not to give you the job because they have your identity sold all over the country 
uh, and people deposit the United States government Federal Reserve account and the taxpayer payers through the welfare system and the Social Security Administration uh, office system because they also sell your identity. People will apply for disability with your identity, and they will be taking disabilities uh, without your knowledge for uh, 10, 20, uh, 30 years. And when you apply for your disability, if they let you leave, because most of the time they assassinate the American citizens and legal residents, that's why they want uh, more illegals to come in here because they have more clientele. Uh, when uh, you go to apply for your benefits, they're not going to give it to you because somebody else already has them. You follow? So this is the situation, and this is why I've become a change the syndicate within the organized crime network. And that's why they have sent uh, people to assassinate me um, and my elderly disabled mother. And since they haven't been able to do so with guns, by shooting us down, by using their cars or vehicles, by um, uh, sending their criminals uh, uh, to stab us or, or to do something to us uh, because we don't go out at night. We also um, are not don't go to crowded places where they can uh, stab us and then disappear. Uh, so they have come to our home to try to assassinate us and fake that uh, they are doing an investigation or that we committed a crime or something like that. But since that uh, has failed also because I have contacted news reporters, investigative news reporters, news producers, and um, government officials who are against the trafficking of identity government benefits, then um, they uh, decided to do it through the doctor or the medical field. And that's uh, another one of their modus operandi characteristics. They say, well, if we cannot do it this way, we'll do it that way. And what they are doing is they are denying us uh, medical care and, medic and uh, medicine when we are sick. So we can deteriorate until we die. Health-wise, so today, um, I am going to uh, discuss the this set syndicate within the criminal network, and I also will discuss um, how these um, organized crime members uh, go after the citizen and uh, take their homes away, take their jobs away, take their home their homes away, and do uh, everything that they need to do to kill the citizens and legal residents. So the today, as you know, is the organized crime, two sample cases, and that's uh, my mother's uh, and mine, and another case that I have been denouncing lately, which is uh, the, uh, the typical case of the organized crime uh, network uh, victim. Uh, first, they uh, job strip you, then they um, take your home, uh, they home strip you, then they um, health strip you uh, because they have to take your health, uh, and then they try to assassinate you uh, or to to uh, let you uh, die without medical care. This is the sam the sample case that we are discussing today uh, of uh, an American citizen born on this soil called uh, John Perry. We will also discuss my mother's case. Uh, so it's really three cases. Um, my mother's case, uh, which is the same thing, they uh, job stripped her, then they uh, home stripped her, and then they um, denied her health care, 
they help uh, care stripper. Uh, and uh, the same thing with me, um, job stripping, home stripping, and healthcare uh, stripping. So it's the same modus operandi. So that's why I always say, you know, <laughs> I will be with you every day uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time pending persecution acts. And these are some of the persecution acts that I uh, mentioned before, criminal mischief, um, embezzlement of, of your property, including your house, um, fabricated cases against you uh, in a court of law. Uh, so through court fraud, they fabricate cases and they uh, put you in jail many times. Uh, according to my research in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, a thousand of uh, American citizens and legal residents have been put in jail, in jail, and many of them have uh, been assassinated. Uh, by the organized crime network and its syndicate. So uh, after I did uh, the research in the sanctuary city of Rochester, all of a sudden, and I found out that um, they, uh, it is in the best interest of the uh, county, Monroe County, New York, that um, many people are uh, uh, who do not belong to the organized crime are uh, put in jail uh, with any a case whatsoever, and um, to, le to be left in jail, uh, uh, being innocent, uh, so um, they, they, the county can receive uh, $10,000 per capita every, every day, $10,000, not $1,000, $10,000 per capita. So uh, for each person that they falsely arrest and keep in jail, they receive every day $10,000, the county. And uh, how much do they spend on each person every day? $200. That seems, seems to me uh, uh, a lot of money to a packet uh, for the organized crime members who are uh, in charge of this uh, little enterprise. Because as I said, uh, each organized crime member that is given a job within the government, within our government, uh, has a function. And the syndicate tells uh, that person in, within the organized crime network his or her function. And the person in charge of running the uh, program, the jailing program, and, and uh, the judicial system program involving this scheme is the one uh, that uh, is a function. You follow? So the first, the commissioners of the commissioner of uh, the Social Security Administration also has a function, Nancy Berryhill. Her function is to steal uh, as much money as she can by uh, using the uh, personal identifiable information of the citizens and selling that information uh, with, uh, in, with the identity and the government benefits to illegals. So she makes money for the, the set syndicate within the organized crime that way. She also makes money by stealing the government benefits of uh, the disabled people. For example, I uh, came across a, ca a case in my 18 years of research of a man with no legs whatsoever. She di he didn't have any legs. Um, they, uh, uh, Nancy Berryhill and the prior um, SSA commissioners that um, occupied her position had 
uh, had uh, the same function that she has, uh, stealing from the citizens. This uh, uh, man without uh, a leg um, was disabled, obviously, and he told me that uh, um, he had uh, not received his Social Security check for six months. So what they do is when they see people who are defenseless, instead of protecting them because it is the job of the SSA commissioner and the DSS commissioner to protect the citizen and to help them, uh, and to do the paperwork to protect and help them, but they do the opposite because they're not working for the position that they are hired uh, for. They are working for the set syndicate within the organized crime network. You follow? So um, this man I saw was uh, protesting at the Social Security Administration office, and he was telling the person, but, you know, I have been with my check for six months now. I am on the street. They uh, evicted me. I have nowhere, nowhere to live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I started investigating the same thing, the same characteristics, and I found that thousands upon thousands and millions of American citizens and legal residents have the same problem. Uh, the SSA commissioners stole and sold uh, uh, their identities, and they also stole their social security disability checks or their pension checks. My mother's pension check was also stolen. Uh, when I um, continued with my research after being told not to by the DJ employees uh, who falsely arrested me and told me straight out that uh, I was not being arrested because I did anything wrong or I violated the law, uh, they told me you're being arrested because of your big mouth. So um, I continued with my research because I have a, a job to do according to what God wants me to do, not according to what the organized crime uh, wants me to do. So I continued with my research. After my research um, in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, where I found out uh, the scheme about the uh, $10,000 per day versus $200 per day that they use out of the $10,000, then... Um, Supposedly arrested. What a coincidence. Uh, and um, when I do, was doing my research uh, in my field work, I discovered that uh, people there had been arrested in uh, at 99 Exchange Boulevard, um, Rochester, New York. Uh, they had been arrested and uh, put in jail for three months before they could see the judge and ask the judge, but when are you going to come up, when is the are the police officers who arrested me going to come up with the evidence for to, to have me here because they are saying that I committed a crime and I did not and there is no evidence. And the judge in front of me, so I am an ocular, I'm an, I am an ocular, ocular witness, excuse me, told him when police officers get around to finding uh, evidence against you, they will, we will show it to you. In the meantime, you go back to jail. This is communism. This is not uh, a capitalism. This is communism. This is not a, a constitutional republic. In this government, we have a constitutional republic. You cannot be arrested if there is no probable cause. And if there is no evidence, there is no probable cause. And you cannot be arrested and left in jail for uh, three, four, five, six months without um, probable cause or without any evidence. 
after 70, uh, let me see, after 72 hours, if they don't have any evidence, they have to release you. And they have to go, go and get the evidence and, and come back in and arrest you if they want to arrest you. But there is, without any evidence, no case, no court case. If there is no court case, they have no business leaving you in jail. That's communism. That's something that uh, Fidel Castro does in Cuba and um, Maduro does in Venezuela. And people in the Middle East, uh, 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 people in, uh, in police offices in Iran do in Iran, not in the United States. We do not have a, a communist uh, form of government. We do not have it. We do not have a socialist government. We have a constitutional republic. These people are in violation of your law. They should not be the people doing the arrest. They should be the people being arrested and put in jail. They are laughing and mocking uh, our constitution. Uh, they are using it as toilet paper, and they are uh, mocking uh, and using uh, our sacred police uniform. They are a disgrace to the police force and the 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 um the court system so this is why uh, i i feel compelled to do this show and this is why after four being falsely arrested four times i continue to do the work of god until he calls me before him they say that they're going to kill me you know they called me and told me uh they were going to kill me the other day and not too long ago, I think it was two weeks ago or so, they sent a truck. The truck was going to um, uh, throw my car, uh, my Toyota Corolla 1995, off a cliff while I was in the highway. Uh, it was a, a, an 18-wheeler, if I'm mistaken. And uh, I had a camera. I was advised, legally advised, to get a camera. So I had a camera on my dashboard, and it was caught on tape. Before that, they did the same thing in um, in New Jersey. While well, I was in New Jersey, after I reported uh, the organized crime member Barbara Soccer Sari uh, for trafficking with U.S. passport and identity. So uh, after they uh, falsely arrested me in New Jersey, then uh, a four by four driven by. Uh, um, a detective uh, called, um, uh, by a detective called um, Alberto Puentes, uh, who lives currently in uh, Westchester County in White Plains, New York. Uh, he's a 4x4, a dark uh, blue 4x4, uh, almost hit my um, vehicle, and I almost got uh, into an accident uh, the same way uh, in New Jersey. So what does that mean? They go from state to state, anywhere within the United States, because they are called, uh, very well called, the octopus. They have tentacles, the organized crime uh, members working as uh, traffickers, identities, and government benefits. Uh, they have uh, connections all over the country and outside of the country. So if you go to the Dominican Republic, they have connections there. You go to Puerto Rico, uh, Canada, um, Spain, uh, Colombia, they have connections there because it's like uh, MS-13. Uh, 
uh, except that MS-13 is not uh, protected by the police and is not wearing a, a uniform that uh, gives them immunity when they commit a crime. Uh, so uh, they have members all over. You follow? And uh, this is why I tell you, I will be with you every day at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. If uh, I am alive, if I have not been um, murdered, uh, if people don't come to falsely arrest me, if they don't come, uh, if they don't come uh, trespass our property and break down our door and steal uh, whatever left they left, uh, whatever left we have because they have stolen our properties and our furniture and our clothing and everything. Uh, so, uh, and uh, that, I will be with you every night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, with that being said, um, let me ask you this. Do you feel like uh, giving a shout-out? Do you feel like speaking the truth without being censored? This is your time. If you want your voice to be heard, call our talk show number at 724 -444 7444-724-444-7444 and enter my ID number, which is 145-906-pound. So 145-906-pound. And or join us in our, talk, uh, in our chat room by going to www.talkshoe.com. www.talkshoe.com. Com. It's free and fun, uh, so just enter my ID number, 145-906, and click go. 145-906, and click go. You'll love it. And uh, with that being said, let me go right into uh, our daily prayer, which we always pray uh, for the souls of the assassinating, assassinated activists that... Um, has been assassinated by the said syndicate within the organized crime network uh, and by the aforementioned commissioners of SSA, DSS, CMS, um, and supervisors of the DOJ, and uh, the commissioners of the New York State uh, Department of Health, or the Florida State Department of Health, or the Department of Health across the country. So one of the, the victims of the said organized crime network is our beloved Elvira Williams, um, that was uh, uh, the victim of, in the same way that my mother has been the victim, I am being the victim, um, uh, Mr. John Perry in Florida has been the victim, uh, my friend's father uh, was the victim, just uh, the same modus operandi stripping them from their uh, jobs, uh, stripping them. Uh, so first is job stripping, then home stripping, then um, government benefits stripping, and then um, the medical care stripping and medication stripping. So uh, we all en end up um, in the same boat. And uh, this is happening after many years research. This is happening to 50 million American citizens and legal residents. So if you think it's not going to happen to you, think again, because it will. 
and they will rail you, railroad you, they will libel you, they will defame you, and they will go after you uh, and falsely arrest you, just like they have done to many people. And I tell you, if they went um, after Donald J. Trump's uh, campaign workers, and they have gone after Donald J. Trump uh, to falsely arrest him also, uh, and do all sorts of things that they have uh, been used to doing uh, to the citizens, they will do it to you. So we have to come together and we have to stop this organized crime uh, and uh, denounce it and uh, make our citizens uh, aware of this uh, organized crime network because the more uh, we are aware of it, uh, the more we can fight it and we can win. But if we kind of sweep it under the rock and say, oh, it's not going to affect me, then they will, the more they will be able to get you. So um, we need to pray for God to give us the strength and to give us uh, the light and to guide us against these principality powers that are being used uh, to um, guide these uh, hands of Satan who are within our government uh, offices. So um, let's let's pray uh, and let's pray, for, as I said, for Elvira Williams, my friend's uh, father, Kenneth's father, uh, the 50 million American citizens and legal residents who have been victimized and are victimized by this organized crime network. And um, let's pray for John Perry in Florida, the, the Texas victims and the uh, Georgia's victim uh, of a mass uh, shooting. Uh, in their high schools. And also, uh, let's pray for uh, the fifth, uh, 17 Florida Broward County high school victims that were um, murdered uh, as a consequence of the actions of the same organized crime member, Sheriff, that uh, aided and abated in the assassination of activist Elvira Williams in Florida. Uh, so, Let's pray uh, for guidance, uh, light, and truth, uh, and uh, strength from God. Close your eyes if you can. If you cannot, please do not close them because that can be dangerous. If you are driving or uh, if you are cooking, please do not uh, close them. I will close them because um, I am sitting down. I'm not, I'm not cooking and I'm not driving. So um, let's start. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for everything that you, that you have given us. Thank you for the food, the clothing, the shelter, and everything that you have given us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for uh, guiding us and sending your, your angels of light and your spirit of light. And please continue to send uh, your children to help uh, us and to guide us. Uh, please. Send your children to replace the hands of Satan that are within our government offices right now. Send your children to remove um, the New York State uh, Livingston County Sheriff, uh, the women batterer, uh, better known as women batterer, and the elderly and disabled terminator. Um, after, um, uh, as you know, after they steal the identities of women and uh, the, the elderly. Uh, and the disabled, uh, he terminates them. 
please send your children to remove him from office and to uh, place somebody with moral decency and values. Do the same with uh, the organized crime member and his associates, um, Livingston County Attorney Shannon Hillier, and do the same with uh, Livingston County DSS Commissioner Diana Dean, uh, all of which belong to the organized crime network uh, and um, are using abusing their positions to subjugate the American people and to assassinate uh, the American people and the League of Residents, Heavenly Father. Please send their replacement right away. And please, Heavenly Father, send somebody to investigate the assassination of Elvira Williams and Kenneth's father, as well as the assassination attempt against my elderly disabled mother and myself. And the responsible people behind bars, Heavenly Father. Do us justice because we cannot trust our employees because they are uh, in the hands of Satan and they are the hands of Satan. But we trust you, Heavenly Father, and we trust your putting um, Donald J. Trump in the White House uh, for this um, crash uh, that uh, our country has been involved uh, to be stopped uh, at little, a little. Uh, so please, Heavenly Father, uh, continue sending your people and your children to stop um, the corruption within our, our nation and to, to give us justice. So please, Heavenly Father, give us justice and give justice to the, um, the 17 Broward County um, victims of uh, Scott Israel, who was the sheriff back then, who um, ordered uh, the four or five police officers uh, that were ready to go into the high school, not to go into the high school and take the shooter that was uh, shooting down 15 of our children and two of our teachers, Heavenly Father. Please, Heavenly Father, do us justice, do those 17 victims justice, and put El, uh, Scott Israel behind bars, Heavenly Father, because as you know, it is not fair that he's receiving $8,700 a month for assassinating citizens and uh, <clears throat> allowing uh, mentally ill uh, people to assassinate children and teachers, Heavenly Father. Please give us justice and give justice to the family members, the acquaintances, and the friends of those 17 victims. And give justice to Elvara William because he aided and abated in the, her assassination by sending his supervisees to terrorize, antagonize, and retain her against her will at the uh, North Broward uh, Hospital in Broward County, Heavenly Father. Please do not allow this evil man to mark our nation, to mark our laws, and to laugh out our laws and um, the crimes that he has committed by giving him a reward of $8,070 every month, Heavenly Father. Put him behind bars where he belongs. And put behind, behind bars uh, the aforementioned commissioners that are engaging in this genocide of the American people and uh, the League of Residents, Heavenly Father. Please do not allow us to suffer any longer and guide us and um, do justice to the victim of uh, the 2016 assassination, uh, the TI the that was assassinated by the same criminal network, Heavenly Father. Give her justice also and give justice to the Texas uh, victims uh, of the high school shooter. Uh, 
and give uh, justice to the victims of uh, the high school in, <coughs> excuse me, Georgia, uh, and give us justice, Heavenly Father. We wait for you. We trust in you, and we will not give up. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, we said, oh, my goodness, I just have 45 more minutes. Well, with that being said, let me go on to my open statement, and uh, this is it, short and Sweet. I continued my documenting of the persecution of the organized crime members that I have reported in my different shows, where I was uh, the guest speaker, uh, which were about 30 of them, as well as in my show, the Spanish Harriet Tuffman show. I did approximately uh, 30 shows as a guest speaker, as I said before, before I decided to get my own show uh, after the murder of my friend, uh, Christian activist Barra Williams. Uh, and um, as a guest speaker, I was prevented from doing uh, any more shows through false arrest. On or around uh, May 21st, uh, 2017, I was um, doing a show at 4 o'clock in the evening as a guest speaker, uh, denouncing the trafficking of identities and government benefits and aforementioned commissioners uh, and government employees who, you, who use and abuse their positions to steal uh, and sell the citizens' identities and government benefits and to subjugate the American people because there is no law. We have uh, an infestation of lawlessness in our country right now. So after I was falsely arrested, illegally incarcerated, and tortured in jail in, uh, in the sanctuary city of Rochester, New York, at um, 185, excuse me, Exchange Boulevard, uh, Rochester, New York. Then I was advised that uh, my false arrest was to prevent me from doing the show that I was going to do that same day at 4 o'clock, and I was going to deny, I was going to denounce uh, the aforementioned commissioners and uh, present the evidence against them uh, during the show. So I was advised that uh, this, this was the reason of my um, a false arrest and the assassination attempt against me through that false arrest. After that, um, then I was um, illegally evicted for the 14th time, uh, and that was the 10th time that I had to move in the last two years. So the 10th time in the last two years is a pretty frequent uh, um, number. So um, after that, uh, I decided uh, that I had to continue with my uh, shows because if the organized crime members have gone and are, and are going through all this trouble, uh, to assassinate me and to um, go after me, then I must be doing a good job. Because if I was doing a terrible job and uh, it had no effect on the organized crime, they would not go after me the way they have been going after me. So with that, uh, I am assured uh, that I am doing a good job. So bless God and bless uh, the hands of God that have put me in this direction and have uh, uh, guided me 
to denounce this uh, genocide of the American people. Well, that was my opening statement, and as you know, um, I have uh, contact information that you can uh, use to contact me and let me know how you like my opening statement. My uh, Facebook contact information is www.facebook.com forward slash solange.martinez.5817, and that's again, esas in Sam, hola sin Orlando, Solange, esas in Sam, hola sin Orlando, L-A-N, as in Nancy, G-E, dot Martinez, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z, as in Zebra, dot 5817. And my other contact information um, is um, my mother's cancer page. Uh, uh, my mother's cancer website. Uh, you can leave me a message with her, uh, and I can I will get it. So um, and also um, I give the this page for you to see for yourself uh, what conditions you are going to be in after they start going after you. Because if if they have gone after Donald J. Trump and their sons, trust me, they will go after you sooner or later. And to us, oh, tomorrow it will be you. Remember the saying, the, the, the saying um, they came for the Christians, I didn't do anything. They came for the evangelists, I didn't do anything. They came for the Jews, Jewish, I didn't do anything. When they came for me, there was nobody uh, to do anything for me because I never did anything. And uh, remember, the only thing that uh, is necessary, is needed for evil to triumph, is for good men not to do anything. That's the only thing that evil needs to triumph, for good men not to do anything. So think about that. And um, if you want to go into Luisa Oyasun's My Mother's Cancer website, so you can see in what condition she's in, uh, and she's worse now because that was uh, those pictures and videos were from two years ago. Now uh, they they um, deny that are uh, denying her medication and any access to any medical uh, care or health care by uh, putting her in Medicare Part B as in boy, which is a, a managed her uh, health a managed care uh, health uh, care uh, that um, does not allow her to use to go to a doctor and get medical care that she needs the medical care she needs uh, because she needs to visit multiple um, specialized areas doctor that she cannot visit because she would have to come up uh, uh, with a lot of money like 10 times the money that she needs to uh, see this um, specialized areas doctors uh, and um, she doesn't have that money so uh, she would have to come up with 10 times the, her income, which is $1,000 per month, because her, they saw the aforementioned uh, criminal network uh, stole her pension and all her government benefits, except for a fraction of her food stamps. So, and uh, um, uh, some electricity assistance uh, that they have 
true short of notices because her regular electricity assistance was sold along with uh, as a full full uh, public assistance package uh, with her Section 8, uh, stamps, Medicaid, straight Medicaid, her real uh, medical insurance, uh, and then she was put in Medicare Part B without her knowledge or consent, which is uh, identity theft because you cannot steal somebody's identity and personal identifying information and then use use it to um, sign her up for uh, a medical insurance to use that medical insurance to pay for hundreds of uh, people who are in nursing homes across the nation uh, and keep that person in that medical insurance even after she uh, requested dozens of times the uh, fast the uh, um, phone and uh, in person to be removed from this medical insurance. So you cannot. If you and I did that, if you and I took somebody else's medical insurance without that person's knowledge or consent, I mean, if you and I took somebody else's personal identifiable information, number, her date of birth, and uh, her personal information, and signed that people, and signed uh, that people off, uh, off on, um, sorry, and, and if we took the, the the personal identifiable information of somebody, uh, say your neighbor, and you signed that person off for a medical insurance, says uh, Medicare Part B or um, care, and you were using that medical insurance to to give to 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 pay for uh, other people's health care needs, then you and I, uh, if we did that, would be prosecuted, put in jail, and given 25 uh, years in prison at least, because I uh, came across a case during my 18 years of research of a woman that uh, did much less than that. She was uh, committing um, not only, uh, she was not committing health care fraud, she was committing uh, welfare fraud. She was given 25 years in jail. 25 to 5. This is healthcare fraud. Uh, this is uh, using and abusing uh, your position as a government employee to steal the identities of people and sell them uh, or uh, use them <coughs> to um, pay for people, other people's medical, medical needs and medication and leaving that uh, elderly disabled person, which is the aggravant, elderly disabled person without medical care. While you sell her, her her true medical insurance. Uh, so if you and I did that, we would be put in jail for at least 25 years. This person, Nancy Berry Hill, which, which is the commissioner and organized crime member um, uh, controlling the Social Security Administration Office in the United States. So you can see how high the level of, of um, power uh, that this organized crime network has it's a very high level of power they have Congress people uh, senators uh, they have um, sheriffs uh, judges federal judges you name it so it is very difficult uh, to defeat this organized crime network but not impossible and if we don't do something now then it will be impossible very soon so Think about that. Um, you have to become the Joan of Arc that you need to become and, and, and 
pass down the information to your friends, your neighbors, your uh, family members, your uh, government officials who are against the organized crime uh, trafficking of identities and government benefits, who are against uh, the, the, the American, uh, American genocide and the legal residence genocide. So give it to your um, government officials who, who you know are against the trafficking of identities and government benefits. And with that being said, let me just um, read you my mother's cancer website um, contact information. It's www.facebook.com forward slash Luisa Oyarsun, uh, and I'll spell it for you, L-U-I-S-A Oyarsun, O-Y-A-R, Z as in zebra, U-N as in Nancy, 66 forward slash A as in Apple, P as in Peter, P as in Peter, forward slash 208-195-120, I'm sorry, 102-528-120, forward slash. So www.facebook.com forward slash Luisa Oyarsun, L-U-I-S as in Sam, A, Oyarsun, O-Y-A-R, Z as in zebra, U-N, 66, forward slash, A as in Apple, P as in Peter, P as in Peter, forward slash, 208-195-102-528-120. Okay, and uh, you can also go to my page, back team, www.facebook.com, forward slash, V as in uh, Victor, O as in Orlando, T as in Tom, I as in Ina, M as in Mary. 4-5 forward slash. So back team is all capital letters. Uh, so www.facebook.com forward slash back team 4-5 forward slash. You can also Google my name, uh, Solange Martinez. Just write Professor Solange Martinez, P-R-O-F dot Solange Martinez. And uh, my contact information will come up. Uh, so you can let me know what you thought about my opening statement in my show. And you can, which is also uh, God's show and your show. Uh, and my um, email address is solangemartinez7 at yahoo.com. solangemartinez7 at yahoo.com. My um, phone number is 347-721-9255. 347-721-9255. My uh, cell phone number is 914-619-8362. 914-619-8362. Okay, and now uh, I'm going to see your attention uh, something that um, I said I was going to call to your attention today, which is the, the call of action uh, that I need you to make to save the life of my mother, my elderly disabled mother, and the life of um, uh, John Perry, which is another victim of the set uh, commissioners from DSS, SSA, uh, CMS, and uh, the State Department of Health, as well as the DOJ um, offices uh, and supervisors. Uh, so I am going to give you the information. Uh, it is um, 
the following. My mother has worked all of her life. Uh, she has uh, worked for dozens of years, paid her taxes, and done everything right. Uh, but she has uh, the disgrace to have to apply for government benefits. So she did it through the Social Security Administration Office, which is controlled by the organized crime and the traffickers of identities and government benefits, and through the Department of Social Services uh, and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Then uh, she found out that her uh, identity and Social Security number and, and date of birth and personal identifiable information was being uh, sold uh, all over the nation. and. She uh, asked for her FOIL, which is um, the um, record um, that allows you to see uh, what transpired with your uh, personal identifiable information and certain government benefits. So when she asked for the FOIL, um, which is the Freedom of Information Act, Oil, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Freedom of Information Law, uh, she realized that uh, more than one, uh, one million, uh, actually a million and a half, almost two million, two million uh, was used by uh, people using her Medicaid. And she was also, uh, she also realized that uh, people who had venereal disease that she never had were treated with her Medicaid, and that's why in one year it was more than uh, a million and a half dollars in one year. She did not spend a million and a half dollars in one year by using her Medicaid. So we checked it out, and we discovered that other people were using her Medicaid. So uh, you might as well ask for your FOIL, Freedom of Information Law, get your file and check it out. Also, um, we advise that um, my mother's identity, and we make copies of this file, by the way. We advise that my mother's identity and um, Medicaid was being stolen and sold uh, to the uh, local, state, and federal police, police, quote unquote, which is the FBI, the federal is the FBI, the local and the state uh, were advised of this, the Inspector General's Office, the Attorney General's Office, uh, and the uh, U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office, as well as the, uh, the pertinent uh, government agencies that are in charge of prosecuting this crime, uh, Medicaid fraud and also uh, Medicaid traffic in the selling of Medicaid. But since this crime was being committed not by regular people, but by government employees working as commissioners of DSS, SSA, CMS, and the state uh, uh, of New York, as well as uh, the DOJ employees <clears throat> involved in the set uh, trafficking of Medicaid and, and other government benefits, since these these crimes were being committed by these uh, aforementioned government employees, they never got prosecuted because many times the people who uh, were in charge of prosecuting and who are in charge of prosecuting are getting the piece of the pie through this illegitimate business 
of uh, identity selling and government benefiting. So these were the the agencies uh, and government employees that were uh, advised of this and were given evidence uh, of this and nothing happened. So the district attorneys of all the counties where we have lived, uh, New York, Westchester, Monroe, Livingston, and Steuben County. Uh, the county executive also, and the county managers, and the sheriff, which is also in, which are also involved in the set trafficking. We also advise the inspector general's office, uh, the USA attorney's office, the previous administration uh, office, the White House, uh, Obama's uh, President Obama's White House. We also advise the uh, the local, state, and federal police, as I said, and nothing was done. So what does that mean? You find out that federal crimes are being committed, you get the evidence, you give it to the pertinent uh, local, state, and federal uh, offices, including the U.S. Marshal's office, and nothing happens. Nobody gets arrested or prosecuted. And you give them, you, you gave them the evidence. It's not like to investigate. So uh, I'll leave the answer to you. I'll, I'll leave it up to you. And um, I will ask you to please, if you can find it in your heart at all, please make this call of action for my elderly disabled mother and Mr. John Perry because they really need uh, your help. Please. Um, I'm going to uh, let you listen to some tape that I have for you uh, so you can see for yourself uh, the type of criminality that are uh, that these government employees, these commissioners are involved, uh, the type of um, abuse of power and the type of um, uh, evil filth that they are uh, when they commit these crimes against um, the American citizens who cannot defend themselves. This is one of the clips that I prepared for you. Uh, because they qualify 
in selling these insurances, uh, like the Medicare uh, Part B. Uh, in this case, Luisa Yerson does not qualify for Medicare Part B because of managed care, and uh, the reason why they signed her up by lying um, uh, for Medicare Part B is that they needed to pay for hundreds of nursing homes uh, where illegals are in exchange, the illegal family members give the commissioners uh, cash, uh, money cash every month for having the uh, family member be there and using the taxpayers uh, to pay for those nursing homes, which are each uh, anywhere from seven, seven thousand to fourteen thousand dollars per month. So, with that being said, let me just uh, call the uh, New York State Department of Health Commissioner, Commissioner's Office, and ask them if. Uh, Ms. Jolene wrote directly from the Department of Health. Uh, Hi, Ms. Ross. Hi, this is Professor Martinez. I didn't receive any calls uh, from anybody, so I'm calling back uh, to let you know that I faxed you guys another fax, attention to the commissioner as well as you, and uh, you've received it. I got the uh, receipt. Okay, probably, if it went to the commissioner's office, it'll take some time to get processed and then over to us, but it'll get to us eventually, probably later on tomorrow. Oh. Okay, so I will receive a call tomorrow because Luisa Yasson does not have any medication, uh, any of the 19 yeah, medications. Yeah, I sent a message to the, um, to the unit that's able to help you, and they should be, they should be giving it late in the day now, so they probably won't be calling today, but possibly tomorrow. It should be tomorrow at some point. If you don't hear back um, mid-morning, call me, and I'll see who I can get in touch with. Oh, great, because they, uh, if she doesn't get the medication, uh, then uh, she might get a brain hemorrhage and die. I understand that. Okay, thank you yeah, so much. I made sure that I, you know, noted it, that it was important and that, um, about your concerns about her health and all that. So. Great, thank You're you so okay. much. I also made, um, that you had said the hospital was refusing to treat you. Yes, they were refusing to treat her, and because I reported this uh, in my right. uh, show, they are now refusing to treat me. <laughs> because honestly, they, they're not able to do that. Not any public hospital is not able to, is, cannot refuse service. Yes, because it's interesting to know that because they receive uh, a they public form. They can't turn you away if your mother is in the middle of a seizure or having a um, medical complication, they can't turn you away. They cannot refuse the treatment. And what they do is, if they are uh, forced to uh, treat her, what they do is they uh, physically assault her or uh, um, they inject her with um, an injection that has air in it so air can go to her heart and kill her. And that's conspiracy to cause her harm uh, in uh, uh, attempted murder. So um, they are um, violating 
violating uh, many federal laws, and that uh, those hospitals uh, get public funding. That's the uh, that's the, the money that they use to pay for their staff, uh, and their staff are violating the law. So uh, it's interesting that they're doing that uh, because they know that they took an oath, uh, and the oath that they took uh, said that they are to do what is in the best interest of the patients. And it is not in the best interest of an elderly disabled mother, I mean woman who is dying of cancer, not to get a medication and not to get medical treatment. Well, like I said, I, I noted all that Insurance for her. 
is being sold uh, in Sullivan County as well as uh, across the country, and she will sign up illegally for Medicare Part B as in boy, which is managed care for which she doesn't qualify because she's chronically ill. And the people that uh, signed her up illegally without knowledge or consent were advised duly that they were in violation of four federal laws, so they are multiple felons. If I can just uh, interrupt for a second, can I interrupt for a second, ma'am? And I know uh, you're taping this call and it causes tremendous feedback on this end. Uh, We have spoken in the past. Uh, As far as the issues going on with the local districts, yes, we'll review that. Uh, We've been through this numerous times. The reason I am calling right now is that the the message I got that the, the hospital is refusing to see your mother. Yes, I have a letter that states that. Does your mother have an emergency right now? Yes, she doesn't have Medicaid, and she's been with... Uh, your mother have a medical emergency at this time? Yes, she doesn't have a medication, and she needs her epilepsy medication, or she's going to start having seizures, and she can die during one. And I don't understand why this has been uh, taking six years for her to get her Medicaid. And we've through a lot of that you spoke with me before. I don't remember you. Finnegan, Finnegan, F-I-N-N-I. S-I. James. Yes, we have spoken in the past possibly a year, year and a half ago, back uh, when you made accusations about Westchester County doing the same. Yes. Now uh, stating Stu Van is doing the same, selling your mother's insurance. Yes. Uh, that, is a, that is a separate issue. I can't deal with that right now. I just wanted to touch base with you just to make sure that your mother was in the out of harm's way at this time. Yes, James Finnegan, F-I... Does experience a medical... I'm sorry, F-I... The dial nine. I'm sorry, James Finnegan, F-I... N-N-I-G-A-N. Okay, yes, you mentioned Westchester County. It's not Westchester County only. Livingston County, Westchester County, and Monroe County, and we have uh, popular okay, ma'am, witnesses. Ma'am, ma'am, I'm not getting into that now. I just want to make sure. Okay. Sure. And you are mentioning uh, taking her to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. They tried to assassinate her on, on around the 25th of February, on or around the 25th of February of 2018. They tried to assassinate her at back. Are not hospital. I had to call the police to document this. And when the federal, um, uh, when the uh, state I'm police not came, excuse me. Okay. Okay. Yes, nine one one is not going to help her because the local and state police are involved in the trafficking of identities and government benefits. But I am called to find out what you can do to get her back her statement because right now she's signed up for Medicare Part B, which is a violation of the law. We need to pull case files and and review uh, Medicaid eligibility. But you just mentioned that you spoke a year ago with me, and you know she's eligible because you spoke with me a year ago. Ma'am, ma'am, I just want to make sure that you're aware that if there's a medical emergency, you are to dial 911. 
that's a sample case. As I said before, there are 50 million American citizens and legal residents whose identities are being stolen and sold and whose government benefits are being stolen and sold and who are being assassinated by government employees like Mr. Uh, Finnegan uh, at the New York State Department of Health. And we have uh, this um, Florida uh, State Department of Health and uh, the other State Department of Health who are involved in this uh, genocide, American genocide. Uh, so let me let you hear uh, another clip that I prepared for you uh, so you can hear, um, hear it clearly because what they're going to say, well, I told you that uh, we were going to review your mother's case tomorrow. That was yesterday. Tomorrow I was uh, in at the local hospital. Uh, they denied me medical care again. They simulated that they were giving me medical care, but they told me that they were not going to give me the medications that I needed. So they, uh, even though they simulated they were giving medical care, um, they, were, they were not uh, really giving, giving medical care. So um, let me let you hear to, uh, this uh, uh, call because I called back and I asked for another person to deal with my mother's case since this person is uh, uh, prejudiced uh, in regards to my mother's case, uh, obviously, because if he dealt with my mother's case last year and the way did not change, the Medicaid continues to be sold for a fact, then uh, he is involved in the trafficking of identities and government benefits. Uh, and the trafficking of Medicaid specifically, so it's not going to do anything for her. You've reached the Office of Health and Program. This is a message. Some will return your call shortly. Thank you. Record message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options. Hi, this is Professor Solange Martinez uh, again. Um, I am calling because I need to speak to the supervisor of James Finnegan. Uh, he's involved, obviously, in the trafficking of uh, Medicaid and uh, identities and government benefits. He told me straight out that uh, if uh, Luisa Oyarzun had a medical need to take her to the emergency room because there's no intention uh, of giving her back her Medicaid and there is all the intentions of um, stalling and uh, doing everything that they have been doing for the last six years or so to uh, keep uh, her Medicaid being sold. So I need to speak to somebody else besides him, James uh, Finnegas, because he, there is no doubt, is involved in the trafficking of Medicaid. Thank you, and you have a pleasant rest of the day. This is uh, Professor Solange Martinez at 347-721-9255. Please give me a call. Well, there you have it. Uh, and the reason why I called back and I left that message because they're going to not do anything. And then they're going to say, well, uh, there was a misunderstanding. There was a mistake. Uh, the file got lost and she didn't call back. Uh, well, I did call back and I asked for the supervisor of uh, Mr. Finnegan. Uh, and I did not get uh, Mr. Finnegan's supervisor or I called anybody today. So, um, this is the situation. I uh, already documented what is going on, so they can say we didn't know it was a mistake and it was a misunderstanding because they do know it is not a mistake and it is not a misunderstanding. So let me uh, play for you the next tape that I prepared for you, the next next clip.
So uh, you can see another um, sample case out of 50 million, according to my um, 18 years research about the trafficking of identities and government benefits. Uh, and, uh, and again, we know they're giving us a run around. Again, um, take a listen. Today is the uh, 31st of May 2018. This is Professor Solange Martinez, the researcher and Christian activist that is investigating the trafficking of identities and government benefits which goes from the very bottom of our society, from the U.S. Post Office um, uh, delivery person to all the way to the Congress of the United States and, and the Senate of the United States. Uh, and um, many senators and Congress people are involved in this trafficking of identities and government benefits for this of the pie. And I seem to be the only one who dares to say the truth uh, because uh, everybody is getting a piece of the pie, but some of us uh, Christians refuse to be bought off uh, by Satan, and Satan doesn't like that, so uh, I have been retaliated against and uh, falsely arrested and illegally incarcerated and tortured in jail four times because of this. Let me make a call uh, to see uh, if we can find out some information about a new victim uh, in within Marco Rubio's office, Marco Rubio's office. Uh, and uh, the first thing was uh, Elvira Williams, an African-American who was assassinated after I contacted Marco Rubio's office uh, by the traffickers of identities and government benefits, and she was not helped, uh, even though she was a constituent of Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio. So let me see uh, if we can get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was who I met with. Uh out of the library. She came out to talk with me about my case, and I gave, I signed a consent form for her. Can I phone number on that one, sir? Uh, yes, um, let me interject for a, a few seconds. 
questions. Uh, we have contacted the Social Security Administration Office Commissioner Nancy Berry Hill, which is uh, the one that uh, is responsible for the handling of the Social Security numbers as well as the personal identifiable information of all the citizens. And she told me she was not going to stop uh, uh, selling the uh, identities uh, and social security of the citizens. Um, Mr. John Perry also contacted uh, her and uh, her assistant, Angela, said that there was nothing that they were going to do in regards to the stolen social security number of Mr. John Perry. So uh, at this point, what is uh, Senator Marco Rubio going to about this constituent of his because he cannot go on like this because uh, the lack of his social security number, he cannot drive, he lost his driver license, he lost uh, his uh, construction license because he used to do uh, contracts with the city, he lost uh, the place that he was living in, his home, because he was evicted as a consequence of this. Uh, the uh, landlord told him that she uh, could not get uh, any more rent from him because he doesn't have a social security number and he was given a 24 hours uh, eviction notice and then he was uh, taken out on the street. He has been homeless for eight uh, months. He cannot wait eight more months. There is something that uh, the Social Security Administration Office must do and uh, Senator Marco Rubio must do to help this constituent because uh, I spoke to uh, your office uh, about seven months ago or so regarding um, another constituent of uh, Senator Rubio, Elvira Williams, and after I spoke to your office, I was promised that uh, you were going to do something regarding her, her same situation, Then she was assassinated by the same people that stole and sold her identity and social security number. So at this point, now that we know that uh, Nancy Berry Hill uh, is not going to let go of his social security number and identity because has been already sold, what is uh, Senator Marco Rubio going to do about this constituent of his? Okay, ma'am. So, um, Mr. Mr. Perry's caseworker has contacted Social Security Administration and emailed Mr. Perry saying that she has done so. And in that email, she said that to keep in mind that these federal agencies can take up to four to six weeks to investigate Nickery, but she also put in that it was an urgent inquiry because inquiry because of his situation. So they are waiting back from a response. It has put put in an urgent, but yes, I understand. Uh, but the problem is this. Uh, Mr. Uh, John Perry contacted the Social Security Administration Office Commissioner um, Nancy Perry Hill, which is the one who is selling the Social Security numbers and the identities of the citizens. Her assistant told Mr. John Perry that she was not going to do anything at all, uh, and I also contacted uh, her assistant, Angela, and we were told the same thing about Mr. Perry's uh, Social Security number and identity and about about my, uh, in about my identity also. So um, with that being said, let me just inform you that when my mother when my mother was declared as dead, and I contacted some news reporters of or, and some members of the government, uh, it took one phone call for us uh, 
to lead the Social Security norm, I mean, Social Security Administration Office uh, Commissioner that this was going to go to the press, and they uh, are declaring her dead, uh, and I asked for the death certificate because it is illegal for a government employee to declare somebody dead without a death certificate. They reinstated her uh, right away, and then they continued to send the checks, the three checks that they had stolen uh, by declaring her dead. Uh, it, it was a scam. Uh, so Mr. Perry has been home for the last eight months or so, and he cannot go on like this. He cannot uh, work. He cannot take a shower. He has to drive to take a shower, to drink water, because of all the consequences that this uh, theft of, her, of his social security number has uh, given him. So we cannot wait any longer. We know that uh, the social security commissioner, Nancy Berry Hill, is not going to let go of his social security number. So there is no investigation to do. She uh, was supposed to take him off of the uh, debt um, uh, list uh, and reinstate him, and they have been giving him uh, different stories. First, they said that the post office man declared him dead because he didn't pick up his mail, uh, and that is a scheme because uh, it is illegal for any post office to declare anybody dead, uh, and it is illegal for uh, the Social Security Administration of employees to declare somebody dead without a death certificate. So then they used the story and said, no, uh, it wasn't that. It was uh, because um, somebody entered his information uh, and his social security with somebody else's uh, information in social security. And let me tell you something. The Social Security Administration Office computer does not take the uh, social security number of somebody when the the uh, information, the personal identifiable information does not match the social security number. So that was also uh, another story. And we know they're giving us the runaround. He has been given the runaround for eight months now. So what is uh, Senator Marco Rubio going to do about this case? Because we already have one of his constituents assassinated by these traffickers of identities and government benefits. And my, uh, Mr. Perry is on the street. Uh, Mr. Perry, have you reported this to the caseworker or she doesn't know?
As a consequence of being homeless, he got a, a, a blood clot that went uh, to his uh, lawn, I believe, and uh, he doesn't. He was also denied medical care because there is no way he, they can charge him for the medical uh, uh, care because he doesn't have a social security number because it was stolen and sold by Nancy Berry Hill. So at this point, uh, this is this is a, a, a critical situation. So we would like to know. Because uh, right now he has a child that is homeless too as a consequence of this. 
and he cannot go on like this. Okay, again, what's your name? This, this is Professor Solange Martinez from the Spanish Harriet Tubman Show. Solange Martinez? Yes, S as in Sam, O as in Orlando, L as in Love, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, G as in George, E as in Edward Martinez. That's fine. Um, and you are calling on behalf, I kind of heard Mr. Perry in the background. Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Okay. Um, so, Ms. Mr. Perry, do I have your consent to speak to Ms. Martinez because she's not on the consent form? There's not authorized yeah. to, re to release um, uh, details about your case, but I will speak to you, Professor Martinez, to explain that uh, we've been, we are working with Ms. Perry. Um, an urgent congressional inquiry was submitted to the Social Security Administration on May the 11th. So we haven't. It has only been, I believe, about two to three weeks now um, since our congressional inquiry was submitted. Um, so. Only two to three weeks. I'm homeless. I mean, I have to go off the ground 15 miles, and I just got pulled over last night from the license of my bag. You know, two to three weeks is like a damn distance for me. Right. I just want to explain to Mr. Martinez, Mrs. I'm sorry, Ms. Professor Martinez, about this situation. Because you and I have spoken previously about this matter. Um, yes, I handle Social Security for the office. Now, in regards to you being homeless and seeking you know, assistance and, and housing. Um, I know that you were speaking with Ashley. She's our real director. She's really the one that um, can assist with that because she, I don't know, I know she's in Jacksonville, so she's the regional director for Jacksonville, so anything Jacksonville related is in her territory. So I know that she was working with you and assisting you with those matters. Now, in regards well, she to... She spoke with me that one day and not again. Okay. Well, in regards to the Social Security Administration, what I can speak of of what we've been doing as office and uh, what I've been doing is congressional uh, submitting a congressional inquiry to Social Security. Now as I previously stated to you when we last spoke, which was on May uh, 11th, was that I'm going to submit a congressional inquiry to the Social Security Administration just to verify that they removed the erroneously deceased claim on your record, which I told you I suspect that they have because they said submitted to you two letters there that they removed the erroneous death claim on your record. So your social security number and record should be active. Now, in regards to the identity theft or any other, you know, issues that it arose during that time, I'm not aware of that, and that is not something that I can really submit a congressional inquiry on because what I am submitting a congressional inquiry on to on behalf of is with the Social Security Administration because that's a federal agency that I can submit a congressional inquiry for. So when we last spoke, I explained to you that I'll be submitting an inquiry just, just to make sure and confirm that they've reestablished your uh, living condition and they removed the death claim on your record. That's all the Social Security Administration can do as an administration. Now, all the other aspects of this case, I really think it's best that you speak to Ashley again because when we were on the phone together, the three of us, we really went over all the other issues that you're having, you know, with your homeless situation, you were evicted, all of that that happened prior to you contacting our office. Great. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, let me sure. interject for a minute. Um, that's great. Thank you so much. Um, is, is it possible that uh, somebody can call the um, DMV, uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, because... Because uh, what you have to understand is, is 
another thing, uh, Professor uh, Martinez. We are a federal office. We work for United States Senator Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio is a federal senator, okay? When it comes to state issues like the DMV, we do not have jurisdiction as a federal office to submit a federal congressional inquiry to the state. Okay, part of the Florida Department of Motor Vehicles, correct? Yes, ma'am. I've already, I've already got, in fact, my record has been completely erased all the way back to 2011. Okay, I don't know which record it is you're referring to. And what, I also, you, what I also have to explain to you is the information that you're providing me via phone, okay, is not something yes, that I can look up on my system to verify if it is accurate or not, which is why we submit a congressional inquiry. So when I get a back from the Social Security Administration, that's what I can tell you is going on your case. I have the system in front of me to be able to pull up your Social Security record and verify information. I can't do that, right? So that's why yes, I have to send a congressional inquiry to Social Security. When Social Security responds back with the, with the formal response to our office, from there is where I can tell you what we could potentially do as an office, which is Social Security matter, correct? But in regards to, you know, your record being erased or not or whatever, whatever additional information you're providing me verbally is not something that I validate at the moment. I need for Social Security, the Social Security Administration to respond back to me with a formal response to our office, and then from there I'll let you know, okay, what the information is, and we'll share that, a copy of that uh, response for you for your record. But I, you know, I can't speak to your information being erased or not because I don't have that confirmation at hand. Well, I've got it from two sources. Remember, I, I believe I told you I worked work for the Fernandina Beach Police Department, and I still have some friends there that were able to look at my record. I was able to see it myself. And Mr. Perry, you are speaking about somebody giving you information that's not from the Social Security Administration. Nobody can access the Social Security Administration information other than the Social Security Administration. So whatever the Sheriff's Department's office tells you, that's not something that I can verify on my end, okay? Okay. What uh, you have to understand is when I provide information to my constituents, I make sure that I provide them with the information that is accurate, 100%. And so anything that I don't have confirmation of or that I can stand behind, I cannot, I can't, you know, comment on that because I don't want to provide you with false information. Um, well, like I said, my big, my big problem is uh, I've got the receipts for the money orders where I went to pay my rent and they wasn't accepted. And this has gone on my credit. It, it, you know, and that's what I said, even, and, and I've just got my contracts back. I'm certain that Social Security has put me back alive, you know, out of this master death list. My name has been removed. Now, where it's been sold and, you know, uh, I don't know who's bought it and, you know, I don't know who's listing it, and, you know, but I'm sure I'm still showing up dead a couple of these things that haven't been updated yet. Right. I, see, that's the thing. I can't, again, I can't speak to that. The only thing that I can yes, speak to is that congressional inquiry has been submitted to the Social Security Administration two weeks ago. It was an urgent request as well. Right after you contacted our office and right immediately after we received your consent form, I submitted a congressional inquiry. So we're doing everything in our office to expedite the process, uh, especially with the Social Security Administration. Now, when it comes to other agencies, state, local, I cannot speak to that because I don't have jurisdiction over that to submit any kind of inquiry to. Does that, does that make well, sense, Mr. Perry? And yes, ma'am, but I mean, I'm just, just, you know, the only question I have is, sure. is, is this all the liable just to switch me back? I mean, there's, right. you know, I, I, if, right. if I can get my credit clear. Right, when we spoke last time, and this is why it's really important, I'm reiterating this information to you. 
when we spoke last time, I informed you that with the documents that you gave me from Social Security, where they wrote on there that they corrected your record, that's all the Social Security Administration can do as an administration, which is why I told you we'll take a consent form from you, but all I do with that consent form is reach out to Social Security just to make sure that your record is accurately reflecting your living status. That's all that we can do as an office, and that's what Social Security Administration can do. Because it's not like, you know, they have funding to be able to, you know, pay for all these issues that are arising after the fact. Do you understand? I made that clear. It's like, well, ma'am, not after the fact, because of the fact. Okay, well, because of the fact. So, but in regards to, you know, you showing up, like, your records showing up differently, you know, with with uh, the Sheriff's Department's offices or the Florida Department of Motor Vehicles, that's really, I can't really uh, elaborate on that, which is why I suggest you speak to Ashley, because she is our regional director in Jacksonville. She might have some contacts with the Sheriff's Department or the DMV there or something to be able to assist you further in regards to the state issue. Oh, that's what I wanted to know. Okay, perfect. So Ashley is uh, our, our woman. So we contact Ashley, and she is the one that uh, they can do something. Let, let me explain to you. We are, again, as I stated, we are a federal office. The federal office, really, we only have the capability of inquiring with federal agencies. So the Social Security Administration is a federal agency, which is why we have a consent form from Mr. Perry to inquire with the Social Security Administration. Now, when it's a local issue, that's not anything that our office really has jurisdiction over, but because... Ashley is our regional director in Jacksonville. She may have relate, working relationships and contacts with people in state, uh, locally and from the state that she could be able to refer Mr. Perry to, and they would be the ones to provide the assistance. So we can't really make an ask, for Ashley including, we can't really make an ask from the DMV and expect them to respond back to us because we don't have jurisdiction over them. Do you understand? Anything right. that's within the state, that goes through the jurisdiction over that would be the governor's office. Anything that's local, it depends on, you know, if you're talking county, if you're talking city, you would need to speak to the city mayor, the county mayor, county commissioner, uh, state senator. Um, those are the people that have more jurisdiction over those types of agencies. But us as a federal office, we don't have jurisdiction over them. Do you understand? Like, we can make that ask by the connections that we have and see if they'll be willing to help, which I know when we last spoke, that's what Ashley was going to be doing. Now, what she's done, I have not been informed of, but um, it's really up to the DMV, the sheriff departments, and all the other state and local entities to really do the work and to provide the assistance as an organization. That's what I wanted to know. Uh, and what was your name, honey? My name is Salma. Okay, Salma. S-A-L-M-A, right? And Mr. Perry has a letter from our office that has my name on it. So he knows I want to handling his social security issue. Okay, perfect. And what was your name, Salma? You don't need my last name. I'm the only Salma in the office. Oh, okay. Okay, another question that I have. Sure. So to deal with the... State issues, you said. Uh, we contact the governor's office and deal with the uh, Again, local issues. Really, I think I suggest that you guys speak to Ashley um, because she has contacts in the Jacksonville office. But if you know if the issues are not being resolved, you know quickly 
guys need to take things a little further, you have to understand that the governor is the one that has jurisdiction over the state. Okay.
can, I know that the Senator is um, monitoring these cases. I know that he, um, he is a very tough critic on um, matters like this. So he is aware of this, but to tell you who will be reprimanded in, in which office or, or why, I won't have that information.
Canada, in the Dominican Republic, in many countries, as well as in the United States, all over the United States. It's called the Spanish Harriet Tubman? Yes, the Spanish Harriet Tubman Show. That's the name that uh, the um, constituent uh, of uh, Senator Rubio, Marco Rubio, gave me uh, when I was working on her um, case before she was assassinated by uh, Nancy Berry Hill uh, and her gang of trafficking of identities and government benefits. So um, you can take a look at that. Uh, it is all over the nation as well as international, and you'll be surprised because some people are not happy with the trafficking of identities and government benefits. Okay. Well,
making America great again. Okay, there you have it. Uh, you had my case, you have my mother's sample case, you have Mr. Ferris' case, and there, these are three sample cases of 50 uh, million American citizens' cases and legal residence cases. Uh, so, until when, excuse me, until when are we going to wait? Until they set the country on fire, uh, the four corners of the country on fire, and, and destroy the country completely? We need to stop this trafficking of identities and government benefits and the genocide of American citizens and legal residents. We need to stop it because today is us, tomorrow it will be you, for sure. For sure. So please uh, take make a call of action and um, share this uh, tape with anybody, with your friends, family members, uh, Congress people, and people who are against the uh, trafficking of identities and government benefits. And please uh, call uh, Nancy Berryhill and ask her to um, give this person uh, compensation for what she did because she was the one that uh, hooked up all this. She was the intellectual architect of the, the his disgrace because first he she stole his um, identity, which happens to all of us. Uh, first they steal steal identity, uh, Nancy Hill and her gang. Uh, then they um, job strip you, they homeless strip you, and then they health strip you. Uh, because after that, they contact the local, uh, poly, uh, local health department and all the health departments uh, and the hospitals, and they ask them not to provide medical care to you. So you can be done with, and the person who bought your, people who bought your identities because they sell it thousands of times. The people who bought your identity can step into your, into your identity with no problem. As you could see, uh, Mr. Perry uh, had uh, health uh, complications because he was homeless. Uh, and after the fact, after Nancy Berry Hill stole uh, and sold his identity with the deadly scheme. Uh, and then um, this person uh, says, oh, uh, Nancy Berryhill or the Social Security Administration cannot do anything else but reinstate him. Yes, they can do something else because I was with one of the organized crime members at the local Social Security um, office, and she went and got supposedly money for uh, furniture and uh, some clothing. They gave her more than $2,000. And um, it was not the doing of the any of the security administration office employees. She just needed that money, and they gave it to her. And she told me straight out, I have eight, section eight. I keep one, and I rent uh, the seven, uh, section eight, the apartment, uh, because I'm part of the you-know-what. And uh, if she was giving uh, more than $2,000 for clothing and a piece of furniture, why can't Nancy Berry Hill give uh, more than $2,000 or $3,000 or so for this man that he destro she destroyed uh, uh, his life, uh, for this man uh, to get an apartment with his minor son? And on top of that, my other question is, why doesn't Ashley, uh, with her contact with the Department of Social Services in Jacksonville, uh, give uh, Mr. Perry the 
full um, public assistance package that he needs and that he qualifies for. And uh, the same question for his son. Why doesn't Ashley uh, do that? Inquiring minds would like to know. Because she's going to tell me she has the contact in Jacksonville. She has the um, personal identifiable information. And uh, from uh, during the eight months that uh, this person was illegally evicted after the scheme of the dead list, uh, after the dead list scheme, the Social Security uh, um, Commissioner did not give the Department of Social Services his, his uh, personal identifiable information for the Department Social Services Commissioner get the uh, process the paperwork and, and sales identity uh, and his welfare benefits and his child's welfare benefits for which they qualified after being uh, homeless. You're going to tell me that not very deal and the DSS Commissioner did not uh, make that deal. They have been in his identity for the last eight months. His full cover uh, welfare package and his sons because they qualified fully because they became homeless eight months ago have been uh, sold for eight months, for the last eight months. If you believe me, check it out. If you're uh, uh, an investigative news reporter, news producer, or a news um, director, go ahead, check it out. If you're a government official, go ahead, check it out. Uh, and uh, Salma is going to tell me that uh, the only thing Marco Rubio's office can do is to send a congressional inquiry. She's going to tell me that if her father or her brother had the same situation, she would wait three weeks uh, and then three more weeks for them to answer them. She's going to tell me that. If it was Marco Rubio's father-in-law or brother-in-law that this happened to, Mar Marco Rubio would wait three weeks for the congressional inquiry to come back to him. And he would not, he would not have people make a call to the local DMV office. They're going to tell me that. I tell you, um, many people are doing many things that um, they shouldn't be doing because they think that God is not watching, and God is watching. And other people, <laughs> others, others might be watching besides God. So we need to be careful when we are government employees and we engage in dishonest uh, uh, enterprises. Uh, we to be careful because we don't know who is watching. So with that being said, uh, let me ask you to please make a call of action to um, the uh, Social Security Administration Office Commissioner, temporary commissioner, who stole uh, my mother's identity, mine and Mr. Perry's identity, and stole them uh, for Mr. Perry to, for she to authorize um, a $3,000 or so um, Check for Mr. Perry so he can rent his apartment for his child uh, and uh, himself uh, who have been homeless after Nancy Berry Hill stole uh, their identities because if they stole his his identity, you can be sure that they stole his child's identity also. So please make a call of action to Nancy Berry Hill who is uh, at this number from Monday through Fridays at uh, 8.30 to 5 p.m from 8.30 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time, 410-965-2982, 410-965-2982.
2982. The fax number is 410-597-0015. And she's at 6401 Security Boulevard, Baltimore, Maryland, 21235. 6405 Security Boulevard, Baltimore, Maryland, 21235. And Maryland is uh, Emma C. Mary Diaz in David. Uh, also, please ask her uh, to opt out my mother uh, who has submitted uh, a, the correct paperwork and have asked to be opted out of Medicare Part B as in boy uh, because it is managed care and she cannot use this medical insurance because she needs to see multiple specialized areas, doctors that uh, she needs to see to specialize and this managed care does not allow her to do that. Plus, it only covers 80% of her um, medical uh, uh, bills and um, medications as opposed to my mother's real medical insurance with straight Medicaid, which covers 100% of her medical bills and her um, medications. So, um, please ask Nancy Berry Hill to please uh, stop using, uh, stop keeping uh, Luisa Oyarzun in Medicare Part B uh, and uh, take her out of Medicare Part B as Luisa Oyarzun has requested dozens of times because uh, by keeping her in Medicare Part B, Nancy Berry Hill is in violation of four different federal laws, which are uh, the, the Social Security Administration federal law, the Code of, of uh, Federal Regulations, U Code 1838B, US and US Code 1818AC2B, the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, which means that you have to accommodate, which states that you have to accommodate elderly disabled uh, citizens in order for them to get whatever they need. And she's not accommodating uh, my mother; she's accommodating accommodating the elderly uh, uh, citizens who are in nursing homes. Uh, and whose uh, cash she's taking every month when she uses my mother's uh, Medicare Part B as in boy to pay for the hundreds of nursing homes uh, that contain illegal uh, aliens and um, whose uh, and, and whose who's, um, family members are paying Nancy Berry Hill under the table to use the taxpayers' money to pay uh, for their um, that is uh, nursing homes, which uh, is anywhere of the taxpayer's money. With the taxpayer's money, uh, she's paying anywhere from $7,000 to $4,000 per month of the taxpayer's money, yours and mine. She's also in violation of um, Title VI Fidelity Oath, which uh, is an oath that all government officials must take to, um, must take to um, take office which, uh, during which they solemnly swear to obey the United States Constitution. And she's not obeying the United States Constitution when she's breaking the law, federal law. She's a multiple felon. So please give her a call again, 410-965-2982. Um, and ask her to please take Luisa Oyarzun out of Medicare Part B as in boy, as she has said in writing through a legal document 11 times, 
uh, dozens of times verbally and um, many times in person. Uh, even though she's a homebound person and she has a um, a condition that uh, uh, doesn't allow her to go out uh, too much, so um, she continues to to violate the state law, federal laws. She's a multiple felon. Uh, in regards to the Medicaid for Luisa Ollas, which is being sold, the her straight Medicaid uh, is being sold to somebody who can work, who is young, and who doesn't need it because it is um, that this person is healthy and young and can work. And the only reason why I have my mother's Medicaid is that my mother's Medicaid, straight Medicaid, covers 100% of her of uh, all the medical bills and 100% of all medications. Therefore, um, this the uh, woman uh, wants my mother's Medicaid. That's why she bought it. So she has my mother's Section 8, the full uh, uh, package. Um, and when I did my, when I went undercover, I was uh, also, I discovered also that they sell the government benefits, uh, the full um, package, or they sell it in pieces, like the Medicaid, the Section 8 on one side, the, they sell it the, the other, the electricity assistance to another person, but sometimes they sell it uh, as a whole package uh, of uh, public assistance, and that's what I did with my mother. Uh, please call uh, solution this, the Medicaid issue. Steuben County DSS Commission, Catherine Muller, who is the one that is selling her Medicaid in Steuben County. Catherine Muller uh, is K-A-T-H-E-R-Y-N, Muller, M-U-L-L-E-R. Uh, the phone number there is 607-664-2000, 607-664-2000. And the fax number there is 607-664-2179, 607-664-2179. The um, Steuben County DSS Fraud and Legal Department uh, is also has also the same uh, phone number and fax number, but the Fraud and Legal Department is not going to have uh, Ms. Ms. Muller arrest, uh, arrested because uh, they, she signs the, the checks for the... Uh, officers, police officers working in the um, DSS fraud department. And also um, the DSS, this is just the way things are set up for the corruption to grow and the, the trafficking of identities and government benefits to continue to perpetuate itself. Uh, the DSS commissioner's uh, secretary has an email address uh, which you can use to send an email to the commissioner, Commissioner Muller. If you want the email address, this is it, donna at evenham at co dot steuben dot ny dot us. Donna dot evenham at co dot steuben dot ny dot us. Again, uh, donna, D-O-N-A, I'm sorry, D-O-N-N-A, that e v as in Victor i n g h a m at c o dot s e e u b e n dot n y dot u s and um the commissioner uh, Muller has uh, an address which is three east Fulton square three east 
Pulteney Square, Bath, New York, 14810, Bath, New York, 14810, 3 East Pulteney Square, P-U-L-T-E-N-Y Square, Bath, New York, 14810. And Bath is B-A-T-H. And uh, also, please call uh, the uh, another person that is in, engaged in the trafficking of identities and government benefits, specifically in the trafficking of uh, Medicaid, uh, in the state of New York. The New York State Department of Health Commissioner, Howard Soccer, uh, he's at Corning Tower, C-O-R-N-I-N-G Tower, Corning Tower, Empire State Plaza, Albany, New York, 12237. Albany, New York, 12237. His phone number is 518-474-2011. 518-474-2011. Um, the fax number is 518-474-6608. 518-474-6608. His email address is DOH for Department of Health. Web, web at health.ny.gov. So it's DOH, web at h E A L T H dot N Y dot G O B. If you are a news reporter, investigative news reporter, or news producer, uh, or news director, you can contact him at press at health dot N Y dot G O B. Press at health dot N Y dot G O B. And also please call his boss. Secretary of the United States Department of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar. Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar. A, Z as in zebra, A-R. He at 202-205-5445. 202-205-5445. His fax number is 240 -453 240-453-2801, and um, he's located at 200 Independent Avenue, comma, S as in Sam, period, W as in under, period, for Southwest, Washington, D.C., 20201, Washington, D.C., 20201, and uh, his uh, email address is Olaf in Orlando, P as in Peter, A as in Apple, at H as in Harry, H as in Harry, dot G-O-V. O-T-A at H-H dot G-O-V. Remember to write on the subject line, uh, attention to Secretary of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar. And for the Department of Health, uh, Commissioner Howard Soccer. Remember to write on the subject line, attention to Howard Soccer, Department of Health, uh, New York State Department of Health Commissioner. And uh, uh, remember <coughs> to um, make a calls of action for um, uh, my elderly disabled mother, if you can find it in your heart, and Mr. Perry. You heard uh, the two recordings, and this is deplorable in our country. Uh, I cannot really believe 
that um, we have this in our country. It looks like a third world country. It looks like Cuba, and Venezuela, or uh, the uh, North Korea. And please, uh, if you can find it in your heart, uh, make a call of action to the Suwen County District Attorney, Brooks Baker, and tell him about uh, you, you knowing about the trafficking of my mother's Medicaid, Luisa Oyarsson's Medicaid. Uh, he's at the same building uh, uh, that his friend is, uh, Catherine Muller, so that's why he's not going to prosecute her uh, for uh, trafficking with Medicaid because uh, they are friends. So how can you investigate or prosecute your friend, your dear friend? It's impossible. So, uh, but nevertheless, he's at the same building, 3 Paltine Square, uh, Bath, New York, 14810. His phone number is 607-664-2270, His fax number is 607-664-2159, 607-664-2159. His email address is shaner at co.stuben.ny.us. Again, <clears throat> Shainer, S as in Sam, H as in Harry, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, A R at C O dot dot US. Also, um, the Inspector General's Office of Medicaid Fraud, uh, Bureau of Me Medicaid Fraud, Office of the Inspector General at 800 North Pearl Street, Albany, New York, 12204. 800 North Pell Street, Albany, New York, 12204. The phone number there is 877-873-7283, 877-873-7283. The fax number is 518 518-408-0480, 518-408-0480. Email address is B as in boy, M as in Mary, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, at O-M-I-G dot N-Y dot G-O-V, B-M-F-A at O-M-I-G dot N-Y dot G-O-V. So B is, uh, I believe it's B-M-F-A is for Bureau of Medicaid Fraud. Uh, and the A, I don't know what it is for, uh, but um, then it's uh, uh, the, the next um, string of, uh, of letters. And again, um, the Steuben County Sheriff is also aware, as the district attorney, is also aware of the uh, of, uh, Commissioner Mollis uh, trafficking of government benefits and selling my mother's Medicaid and killing her by leaving her without a medical insurance that she can use because she has to come up with uh, 10 times uh, her income to be able to use the fraudulent medical insurance, Medicare Part B, that she was signed up for without her knowledge or consent. So it says here, Steuben County Sheriff James uh, Allard is the Steuben County Sheriff, James Allard. His phone number is six. 7776 uh, and the fax number is 607-776-5025, 607-776-5025. He doesn't ask calls from the public, even though he's a public employee, but I guess uh, at least you have the number. 
is Bath Village Police Department, 110 Liberty, Liberty Street, Bath, New York, 110 Liberty Street, Bath, New York, 14810. <clears throat> Governor Andrew Cuomo is also aware of this trafficking of uh, Medicaid and government benefits, uh, and he has been aware for many years now. His phone number is 518-474-8390, I contacted Governor Andrew Cuomo. Um, he didn't come to the phone, of course. Uh, his representative told me that he uh, doesn't have time for this and forwarded my call to the um, Commissioner of the New York State Department of Health, and the fax number there is 518-474-1513. Uh, the phone number again um, uh, for uh, Andrew Quall, the phone and fax number is phone number 518-474-8390, and fax number 518-474-1513, and he's there from 9 to 5, supposedly. Uh, the address is New York State Executive Chambers, uh, and the next line is New York State Capitol Building. The next line, Albany, New York, 12224. And let me see. The Attorney General uh, is also aware of the said trafficking of Medicaid, uh, but doesn't do anything in regards to that, or the trafficking of Section 8 or anything else. Uh, he's her name now is Barbara, and um, her address is New York uh, Attorney General's Regional Office, uh, Main, Place, Main Place Tower, 350 Main Street, Suite 300, Bobno, New York, 12202, and her phone number is 716-853-8400, 716-853-8400. And the fax number is 716-853-8571, her, her name is Barbara Underwood. That's the new um, replacement for the Honorable Eric Snyderman. I hope that you know that I'm being uh, um, sarcastic. And um, this is uh, the information about our beloved Elvira Williams that was assassinated by the aforementioned uh, commissioners of SSA, DSS, CMS, and um, State Department of, Department of Health, as well as the uh, DOJ employees involving uh, the sheriff as, uh, with all of our cases involving the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff, uh, her sheriff was Scott Israel, and <clears throat> interestingly, after he assassinated uh, Elvira Williams, he aided and abated in her assassination. Um, less than a month after that, uh, he was in hot waters and on TV because of what he did with the 17 Broward County uh, victims of the mass shooting uh, in Florida. So um, these are some. This is some information about Elvira Williams that I want to have, especially if you have uh, somebody who can initiate an investigation into her uh, assassination. And um, uh, what I wrote was um, Elvira Williams uh, 
was in the Florida Broward, excuse me, Florida Broward County Hospital, North Broward Hospital. The phone number there was, excuse me, 954-941-8300, 954-941-8300. The room number there was 527-BED1, 527-BED1. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, nurse station uh, was um, 954-786-6590, 954-786-6590. Um, the quack, I'm sorry, the super psychiatrist who was involved in her assassination and involved in the illegal Baker Act uh, administered to her uh, at the initial before even... Um, observing any behavior, which she didn't have a, 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 a behavior that showed uh, something that could uh, trigger a Baker Act, which was uh, that she was a threat to herself or to those around her. Uh, this quack, um, Delvina Thomas, D-E-L-V as in Victor, I-N-A, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, was involved in the... <clears throat> Uh, Baker Act against Elvira Williams, which lasted not the three days that a Baker Act, that a legal Baker Act lasts, but eight days. Uh, and she was also the one, uh, the one involved in uh, the injection of um, God knows what, uh, and uh, a forced injection and forced medication of Delvina Tom uh, of Elvira Williams. Uh, she injected her with something called psychoaerophic, and um, also the other, in, uh, I'm sorry, the other doctor involved in uh, the in Elvira's assassination was nine five uh, was Dr. Francis, doctor, quote unquote, nine five four six one one eight one eight nine five four six eight one one eight one eight. And the, the doctor was Dr. Francis. <clears throat> uh, on my notes, I have Broward County Organized Crime Nurse Station. I put Elvira Williams in a psych ward, uh, and she couldn't breathe uh, and had chest pain, uh, for which she was not provided medical care, was not provided medical care. Um, and also was uh, bleeding uh, annually and vaginally, and she was not, and I repeat, not provided medical care for that. Uh, so she bled to death. And at home, because uh, it was useless for her to go to the hospital, like all of us, after being blacklisted at all the hospitals in the United States, after their, our identities and government benefits have been stolen and sold to illegal. And after we have been falsely arrested, illegally incarcerated, and uh, all the the same uh, modus operandi, it doesn't vary, it's the same modus operandi. <coughs> On or around uh, October 17, 2017, uh, at 9.25 a.m., I spoke to uh, Sandy, quote-unquote. She refused to give me her last name, of course. They always do when they are involved in something uh, illegal. And after I spoke to... Uh, after I left a message for her, I spoke with her. I also um, spoke to this uh, um, to this activist, Renata Coney and Tanya, who also called the hospital and spoke to 
the hospital staff regarding the legal retaining illegally retaining of Elvira Williams for eight days at this hospital, which constituted a health care fraud because they were giving her medication and, and uh, giving her uh, medical care that she did not need. So that's health care fraud. And after they were advised of that, they let her go. What a coincidence. Okay, so this is um, the information that I had for you yesterday. As you could see, uh, everything is veridic. If you uh, want to check it out, please check it out. I love when people check things out because um, I have given you uh, the correct information. You can always go and check, and you will find that everything that I tell you is the truth. I will not lie. So um, with that being said, is there any um, questions, comments, concerns? Because we have been doing this for the last three hours and uh, 15 minutes. So if there isn't any questions, comments, or concerns, I will uh, close. I'm glad that despite my accent, you can understand everything I say. So I'm very happy about that. And if there isn't any questions, uh, I will close. May you have a great, a pleasant, a great rest of the night and a pleasant uh, set of dreams.